0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Lost Step Podcast. The boys are back. I am back. I'm happy to be here. Um, it is Monday, uh, May sixteenth. Nice. Pinto, what <laughs> episode are we on? <laughs> uh,
1: ten. We're on ten. Ten. He got hey. it, ladies and gentlemen. Hey. We didn't. We
0: didn't rehearse. We didn't rehearse. I wanted to give him a chance to redeem himself. Yes. That's a um, milestone. Yeah. Hey. I'm proud of you. Celebrate double digits, you. boys. Double digits. Are we up to double-digit listeners or just episodes? Uh, uh, almost. I don't know. <laughs> almost. almost, almost, almost. There. <laughs> well, let's see. We got our moms. Uh, <laughs> almost. Uh, exciting episode. A lot of Game 7s to talk about, boys. A lot of Game 7s in just about every sport. Um, there's been a lot going on. I'm really excited for this episode. NBA playoffs. Max, I got to do it to you. Your boys, the Bucks, they couldn't get it done. I think LeBron made everybody think that like getting to back-to-back to back, to back to back finals was just really easy and it's not. So, I'm going to open it up with a question to you Max about about the Bucks. What do you think was their biggest downfall in this series? Was it Middleton not being there would he have made the difference completely and that turns it around or was it something else? Just give us a quick little overview. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't think
2: Middleton necessarily, maybe some people are saying this. I don't think Middleton necessarily would have been, you know, Bucks winning six or um, Bucks even winning seven. I think um, the the difference to me was in the Bucks losing the series um, instead of winning it was really just something we talked about last year um, a lot in the Hawks series. I think it was where adjustments just weren't made and Coach Bud. <laughs> Obviously they won the championship last year, so it's hard to like really get on the guy. But I think if it wasn't for them winning last year, I think, I don't know if he'd be the coach of the team right now. Um, I think he, he sticks to what he does and when it's not working, he sticks to what he does. And when it's not working, he sticks to what he does. He just, it just seems like they don't adjust. And that's why, I mean, these last two games, the Celtics were shooting lights out from three and, and, we still just kind of let them have threes because that's the defense we've we've been playing. And when teams are missing threes and when they're off, it's great. But when they're hitting it, when Grant lot, Williams and, shoots and, <laughs> 18 threes and hits it, seven of them for exactly a, a and Celtics record. Yeah. And Tatum, obviously you're not gonna completely shut down Tatum, but when he's you know four for five or whatever, he shoots from three um two games in a row, you gotta just try for something else you you've got nothing to lose at that point so that's what what gets me um i will say i'm a little upset at pinto because um you know brown tatum smart they were listening after after game one they were on the Mm -hmm. loss of step segment and what they do i mean smart didn't play game two they still won that um tatum played really well brown was quiet like you didn't hear about him but he had a he had a good pretty good
0: series um, he, he was very consistent he wasn't yeah. like like tatum tatum had like what the the 40 point the huge game, game where he, yeah. just popped, he just went off but brown will bring you you know 37 great minutes every game
2: and, and you don't okay. notice
0: it which like
2: no. you talk about brown as being like that second guy but i feel like i at times i was like is he even doing much and then like you look at his stats and you're like oh he's been pretty good um but he's yeah. just you know, because I think Tatum takes over and Williams has been pretty surprising to me in this series. Um, but yeah, so, so I'm looking at coach, Bud a little bit, but also, you know, yeah, of course the Middleton injury hurts. Um, a lot of people talk about, um, injuries and, you know, the bucks had some bad luck with that with Middleton, but last year they also got some help from that. And that was, I'm not going to say that's why they won the championship, but they faced some teams, uh, you know, especially the nets, they had some, injuries and so that's that's the playoffs in any sport that's any sport in general you know guys are gonna get hurt you're gonna get lucky from it some years it's gonna hurt you so uh tough loss yesterday I wish it was closer um it was really tough to watch in the second half just felt like they were helpless out there um but a good season overall and you hope a lot of this team comes back they make a couple moves and uh we'll see um
0: but yeah yeah definitely definitely tough to watch yesterday did you see that Giannis stat? The first player ever with 200 points, 100 rebounds, and 50 assists in a seven game series. I did see that. Yeah. That's that just shows he, he, I mean, he's an unbelievable player, but he had to do way too much, obviously. And one guy is not going to beat a team like the Celtics. So, yeah, it was just too much think, for him to overcome. I think, too, like
2: every time he puts up, numbers like that it still surprises me like I'm I don't know why it surprised me anymore but like in the first half yesterday I think he was like almost at a triple double he was like a couple assists 10, eight, 10 8 and 6 he was
0: 10 8 and 6 yeah and in like the first quarter
2: yeah yeah early on because he had a bunch of assists early I think um he yeah. was involved in most of the scoring or assisted on the scoring so it's still crazy how good he is um sometimes it's still frustrating watching him like it was a couple years ago just because when he's like kind of wild and just driving to the hoop with like kind of no purpose, it seems. Mm-hmm. That's what kind of bothers me. And that's why I still don't put him in that like LeBron, maybe even like Durant conversation. Just because I feel he's, like he still is like makes some bad decisions he's raw. at times. He's raw
0: almost. He's he's so physically gifted right. that he relies on that a little bit too much. And he's definitely you know his game's gotten more dynamic. He can do a lot more than he could a couple of years ago. You know, he's He's a better shooter for for sure. Yeah. His post-up games a lot better. He's not constantly just going at guys, but I I know what you mean. I was watching a little bit yesterday and, you know, he just, he gives it a second, a little hesitation and then he drives at the hoop quick spin. And then he's like up in the air, trying to roll the ball off his fingertips from five feet away. It's like, it's just not going to work against a team like the Celtics in a game seven. So I'm not a fan of the bucks, but I can understand the frustration for sure. Something like to things, Pinto and
1: Was going to say it's, something to think about too yesterday, guys. Wesley Matthews, 22 minutes, 3 points. Grayson Allen, 22 minutes, 1 point. Pat Connaughton,
0: Grayson Allen had hold, an oh, unbelievable second, three Pat game stretch.
1: 32 minutes, 2 points. 6 points from 3 guys. Doesn't matter what level of basketball you're you're playing. The supporting cast like that in a game 7, that's not going to get it done.
2: Yeah. And, And that's what I was going to say actually was the Celtics didn't really have to defend the three. Like they were the ones that could have left the threes open because the Bucks weren't hitting them. um, And this was a five
1: point game at the half. Right. Five point game.
2: Yeah. And the Bucks played well in the first quarter, but it seemed like for most of the series, they didn't play four quarters of good basketball. It seemed like they were never consistent. The Celtics were the better team. And, you know, I think people expected that with Middleton out. Um, but after winning game one, we talked about it, but on the road, I feel like that gave us a little confidence on the road in Boston. So I think people were like, oh, the Bucs can win this series, but it, it just never watching all seven games. I never felt super good. Maybe game one when they they played pretty well. Most of the probably game. was
1: the best game they played
2: and the rest of the way. I just never felt like the Bucs never felt, felt like they, they came were com- back,
1: never felt like they were completely gelling.
2: Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. definitely yeah. tough to
1: watch. And, and some, and some of that is attributed to Middleton, not being there for 100, 100%. Some of that is a trip, but did have a three, two lead, did have game six at home. So it's still tough. It's still tough. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it
2: would have been, we talked about Pinto, the, if the bucks went up three, one, that would have been huge for them. Right. It seemed like obviously, you know, looking back at it, that that would have obviously helped a lot. And maybe this would be a different story.
1: But Max, if before, correct me if I'm wrong, if before the series starts, we tell you the Bucks win game one on the road and they're up three, two after five going back home for game six, you're signing up for that 10 out of 10. Oh, tell for me if sure. I'm wrong.
2: No, for sure. Because right. some, I mean, going into the series, some right. people were like, oh, Celtics in five, you know, this is going to be, this is going to be a pretty quick series without Middleton. Um, so after winning game one and then being up three, two going back to home, yeah, of course would have loved, you know, that's a great scenario for them. Um, and then going into game seven, I, I felt good because both teams were winning on the road. Um, Mm -hmm. So I still felt good going into Boston, even though, like I said, you just didn't, didn't feel great about this team and, and their chances going forward without Middleton.
1: I got this one, right. I had the Celtics in seven in this one. I got this one, Right
0: so max before we move on to another matchup you talked about you know if, if they hadn't won the championship last year maybe bud isn't the coach right do you think do you think there's any changes this offseason do you foresee anything i don't and i
2: think that's what the championship it buys you some time um yeah. so i i think he's there for a bit I, i'm pretty sure he got an extension maybe after the championship but um mm-hmm. i do think there's changes coming um Lopez is a possibility not going to be there um, is the Mm -hmm. word on the street. And then also Wes Matthews, he said he he I think he tweeted today that he like wanted to sign elsewhere. Um, They have a couple guys that, you know, Grayson Allen, like you said, he he had some great games, especially against the Bulls, but he kind of disappeared there. So I don't know what his situation is. It's I think they're definitely going to have to make some moves if they want to compete with. A team like, you know, we'll talk about the Nets again next year as long as they're pretty similar. Um, obviously, the mm-hmm. Celtics seem like they'll be good for a while. They're a young team. Um, so the Bucks. I think they definitely have to make some moves. But if they keep it pretty similar and Middleton comes back, obviously they're really good. They were a three seed with Middleton, Giannis, and Drew. And they've played really well together when all three of them are on the court. So they got a chance next year.
0: Yeah, fair. Well, we talked about, um, you know, the, the bucks and series leads and whatnot. Speaking of series leads, the, the Suns, Chris Paul, the two Oh series lead just seems to be his kryptonite, man. He, he cannot, he cannot close out those series. Um, I didn't, I did not see this happening. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, with the you. regular need- season, the regular season, obviously the sun's the best team in basketball. Uh, I feel like on paper, probably the most complete team. Um, do I get a little credit,
2: not, uh, I said a couple episodes ago. I said six or seven. This was going we'll that give was you kind a of a hot hot take. I didn't we'll say the Mavs were going to win, though. I definitely didn't expect that. So I won't say I was, you know, fully right. But I did say I didn't think it was going to be a sweep or a five game series.
1: Listen. So about this series. So I'm at the Garden last night. The third period ends. I'm jacked what were up. you there on, for? I'll we'll get to that later. <laughs> bon Jovi concert. I'm, I'm jacked up on emotion. <laughs> And adrenaline. So I've already accepted (laughs) that my reasoning and judgment and rationalization is not what it will be normally. I flip on my ESPN app real quick and I go, I'm going to check the score of the Suns Mavericks. I see 109.65 in the fourth quarter. I'm like, that can't be right. I was like, I know, i know my head spinning right now. That can't be right. I fire up CBS Sports. 109.65. I'm like, oh my god. I didn't watch the game, but I mean, who saw that? It just, it just was, was this, not good. What was the stat that you guys told us today? Was that Matt, Mike? You do? Oh, the, yeah. Mike I sent that, that. Let one. me let me double check it. That stat you texted us this morning.
0: Yep. So. Forgive me, we uh we texted a lot today. In sure we boys. did. Sure we did. So Phoenix joined the 2006 <laughs> 7 Dallas Mavericks and the 2015-16 Spurs as the third team in league history to win at least 64 games in the regular season and failed to advance to at least the conference finals. The 60 combined points the Suns lost game six and seven by represented the second largest score difference over game six and seven of a playoff series, going all the way back to 1962 when the Warriors beat the St. Louis bombers by 62 points over the final two games.
1: Oh, sure. The St. Louis bombers. (laughs) Yeah. You know, the old bombers. I got, I think
0: I got a dusty old Jersey in my closet.
1: (laughs) I mean, I mean, Luca, I mean, we all saw those pictures. Luca sitting next to Booker on the free throw line. Yeah, man. I guess when you can shoot the three like Dallas does, you're never out of a game. You're never out of a game. That's why but, I'm looking so. I'm, I'm looking so forward to this series against Golden State. There's, I'm never going to see as many made threes be so in, stupid. In, in my life. But how how did yeah. Dallas come back and win this? How did, how did they do this? Well,
0: well, CP3, Chris Paul, just wasn't himself for a lot of the series. I think. Um, I think that was a major factor, and he talked about it a little bit. You know, it's his job to get guys. You know, shooting the right shots, not just getting them open shots, but shooting the right shots, and. They were missing shots yesterday that they normally knocked down. Booker wasn't himself, Chris Paul wasn't himself. And I don't think he I think he scored his first points like towards the end of the third quarter, Chris Paul, which is crazy to me. I think he ended the game with 10 points, something like that.
1: DeAndre um, and Luka, drama.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, the DeAndre Ayton drama. We can get to that in a second, but yeah. Luca, I mean Luca was just I don't know. I, I I like the I like the intensity in the, the Booker, uh Luca. Little rivalry, rivalry, rivalry that they on. kind of started a I little love bit, it. Um, I love and I think Booker Booker is an unbelievable basketball player. I think I think he's great. Uh, Luca just kind of proved this series that he's he's uh, ascended to a different level. You know, yes. he uh, and to be fair, um, you know Chris Paul was guarding him a lot of the time, and you know when when Luca's backing him down, Chris Paul comes up to like his lower back. You know what I mean? He's just bigger. <laughs> He's—I wouldn't say he's faster, but he's bigger, he's stronger, um, and it was a bit of a mismatch. And you know, Chris Paul's had his defensive accolades over the years, but he's—he's he's not the defensive player that he once was. And I think that was a huge factor. And Luca kind of just doing whatever he wanted on the court, and he was able to get his shots up, and you know, he hit most of them. So, and I, as you said, the Aiton drama.
2: Well, it's crazy. Real quick, I was just gonna say, talking about Luca um, on our last episode, we kind of talked about Luca having I. I think it was one for 10 or something like yes. that from three in game so, four. And they, was, and they still won easily. They still won. But what I think is big for them is when he does have those off nights like he did in that game, like other guys are stepping up. And like, <clears throat> obviously, last night Luca was six for 11 from three, but Dinwiddie was five for seven. Like, they have guys that can step up when maybe he's not playing at his best or he's not shooting at his best and they can step in and, and go four for six from three uh, you know, three for seven from three, things like that. And that makes a huge difference. Um, As far as the eight news, I know Mike, you talked about that earlier. If you want to
0: kind of, yeah. well, let people know kind of what happened. So obviously Aiton got benched. Um I think he played, I think it was like his second lowest minute total of the season. 17 um, minutes. Yeah. Right. And Monty Williams had talked about after the game, they asked him, you know, what's going on with Aiden why, whatever. And he said, it's internal, um, watching the game. They were talking about how Aiton and Monty were kind of going at it on the sideline. And I don't know if you guys saw this. I don't know how trustworthy Skip Bayless is, but he gets paid and <laughs> we don't, uh, him and little Wayne are, are pretty close. And I guess little Wayne was at the game and, uh, apparently Monty Williams and Aiton, when they were, Yelling at each other, Monty Williams said to Ayton, You effing quit on us. Uh, so Ouch. that gives you a little bit of insight. And you know, Lil Wayne is the source apparently and told Skip Bayless. Skip Bayless talked about it today. So, yeah, take it with a grain of salt, I guess. But um, it did seem like you know, when you say it's internal, it it's you kind of keep it private. If it was something like, Oh, you know he he actually was hurt or this or that they would say you know he had a quad injury he had a lower body a concussion something sure. like that but when it's a situation where maybe the player pulled himself because he's you know pissed off that they're getting smacked or they're not the game plan's not going the way that it should whatever it is and him and his coach went at it and he said himself it sounds like so Um, And there's talks about his contract, I
2: guess, that he wants a max deal, um, which you wouldn't think that would come into it, but you never know. (laughs) Sometimes I'm going
1: to put him and James Harden on the list of not max deal players.
0: Uh, I think DeAndre Ayton's I don't know if he's a max deal player, but I tell you what, he's he had a a way more effective and efficient season and playoffs than James Harden did.
1: Well, I mean, so did me, you, Max and, and Mark.
0: I don't know what that means.
1: <laughs> we could have gone think... out and played better in game six than he did. I, I do ben. think oh, Aiton, then Harden. Yeah,
2: I do think eight I'm more towards Pinto on this one that I wouldn't say a max deal um, because I do think especially watching him more in last year's finals, obviously against the Bucks, like I feel like he disappears a little bit at times. And obviously with Booker and Paul, like that's probably going to happen, but I just don't see him as that like superstar it's hard that player. To give you give Max you to, like Max field to a, a guy defense. who can't to a center who who's not play, shooting threes exactly.
1: Who to a guy who can't play more than three yeah. feet from the basket.
2: Right, it's fair. But he's a. I think I think he's a very good player. <laughs> good but yeah, player. Yeah, I mean,
1: but not a not a Max yeah. guy. Also, something to note: uh, whoever comes out of the Eastern Conference is going to have home field uh, home court in uh, the finals because we got a three and a four in the West. So even if the Celtics knock off Miami, they get home court one Should
0: I uh should I chirp your home or your home field comment that you just made? Kind of like you chirped my uh sure. point comment when I did the baseball runs. Or <laughs> Whatever, I you go to well. Whatever you gotta
1: do. Whatever you gotta do.
2: It's been broad. No, up. I'm gonna be the
0: bigger man here. Just let it well, be known. Let the record show.
2: Speaking of but Pinto, real quick. Um yep. I'll you know, I won't let Mike bash you anymore, even though it is deserving. But um, sure, thank you. With with the MLB All-Star game. That's still set up where like the team that wins is home. Field no, I, world. no, I
1: don't, I don't think so. I think that's okay, gone. Cause
2: I, cause I was going to say maybe like, it'd be kind of cool if the NBA went to that where they kept, they didn't do like the captains anymore and they just had East versus West again. And they were playing for like home I, court. I feel like that I would be more interesting think they to watch. Have that imba- I love you know that. that?
1: You know, back in the day in baseball, they used to switch every year, no matter how good a, oh, really? a team was. Like, mm-hmm. like in 1986, the Mets won 108 games, <laughs> and, we're and away. the and the and the the Red Sox won like 92, <laughs> and they had home field. I need See, to everyone
0: that's... to know that Pinto didn't like pull that up on his laptop or anything. He just knows that off the top of his head.
1: <laughs> Well, I don't know if I'm right with the Red Sox win total. I can tell you for a fact, the Mets won 108 games in 1986. And it's crazy
2: that that doesn't surprise us anymore either, that he's not like checking his phone or anything. The
1: Red Sox, (laughs) hold on. I'll get you Red Sox wins in 1986. I remember while
0: he's looking that up, like five or six years ago, I was working for the Rochester Nighthawks. 95, I was three off. (laughs) We're sitting (laughs) in the office and these guys are, we're all talking sports, talking about whatever, just randomly throughout the day. And somebody starts talking about, how they know everything about whatever. So I'm like, no, I went to school with this kid (laughs) who I could call him right now. And I could ask him who won the 1979 World Series or something like that. I forget what it was. I don't know if you remember this, Tom. I called you and I asked you something and you gave me so many details. You probably told me the weather. You told me the playing conditions. It was
1: insane. And they just lost it. I don't have many talents, but.
0: I'm glad he came through
2: for you. That would have been bad if he like messed that one up. Who won the 1979
0: World Series?
1: I think the Pirates. <laughs> Can I get a check on that?
0: Check. Check. Uh, Yep. Where's Maybe our producer? I, <laughs> I think he's sleeping.
2: <laughs> nah, you guys he's got it. You guys got he's it. He's rooting for his Reds.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's right. Inside joke if you listen to episode nine. Yes. Episode it was the Pirates.
1: Nine,
0: it, was the pirates.
1: it was the Pirates. Yeah. Oh, wow, wow.
2: That's crazy. Good for you, dude. I, I feel Useless like anything knowledge. before 2000, like I really don't know a ton about sports wise. And even then like early 2000s, like now it's going yeah, to I'd, slip a little bit. I get it mixed up. Yeah. Yeah. But like blended. 70s, together. no clue. Didn't I don't think that existed
0: with sports then. Like I just, <laughs> I don't know much. And so it always, he'd text me like random random like trivia or like ask me random trivia. And I'm like, dude, I don't know. <laughs> I'm
1: going to cheat. Like I have I to cheat. I know. Some of the questions I would give between now and then weren't, weren't he'd so. be like, who
0: is the starting pitcher for the so-and-so whatever in the whatever league, something triple a in 1984.
1: I don't know. Okay.
0: <laughs> oh, geez. Who,
1: who started game six for the Yankees in the 2009 world series?
2: I mean, I would just oh. guess probably like one of their top guys. So maybe like A.J. Burnett. No. CC. No. <laughs> so it's probably uh, someone random that I can't think of right now. Uh, 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 Was it a starting pitcher? Yes. I, uh. Oh, geez. Mike, he's making us look bad.
1: See what I got to deal with, Mark? Uh, Andy Pettit. Can we move oh, on? Oh, Andy Pettit. There, there you go. go Who's now? this guy you're talking? <laughs> yeah, Andy Pettit. Just, Andy
2: Pay. Hey, just kidding,
0: Andy. Andy. I know who you are. <laughs> yeah, if you're listening, Andy. One of our favorite. I mean, listeners. Pinto. Like, I don't care. All I care is that they won. Who dropped? Yeah, we do know they won, right?
1: Who dropped the interception on the sideline during the first Giant Super Bowl for the Patriots? Who dropped the interception that would have sealed that would have sealed the win for New England? Who dropped it?
0: Rodney Harrison.
1: No. Like, come on. You got to know that one. You should have you should have that. He probably doesn't remember every. I I I forgot that that
0: even happened in in the game
1: in in your. Yeah. Well, I mean, like you're reminding me of it, but Asante Samuel had it on the sideline. Had it good.
0: That Philadelphia Eagle. Hey, hey, Mike.
2: Before we uh, get another trivia question from him, do we want to just wrap up the NBA and talk a little bit about the upcoming
0: matchups? Yep. Yep. Quick. Yep, yeah. Let's do that. Uh, <clears> before he <throat> so, gets going again. Yep. So uh, he, <laughs> are you wearing a penny Pinto before we move on?
1: Sure <laughs> I am. The Los Fangelis Lakers. I, am. Los I don't know if
0: anyone Lakers. follows the Twitter account and I know Pinto, you know, you didn't see this today, but I'm just, I'm really happy. We don't do a, a video broadcast or right. hopefully Max is taking a screenshot.
1: <sighs> Great team. Great team.
0: Do you want to give a little bit of background on why it's Fangulous?
1: Well, sure. Um my nickname oh, to anyone who doesn't know is Fangus cuz my fingers really really large. So when my uh we'll post mens league <laughs> when my when my mens league basketball team, we were thinking of what to name our team and it just hit me, Most Fangulous Lakers. It just rolled off the tongue. Well, we rolled with it. We made the jerseys purple and gold and we had a lot of fun playing in that league.
0: For context, the first time I ever shook pinto's hand his middle finger tickled the inside of my elbow so. <laughs> <laughs> all right let's move on coach. uh heat heat celtics uh great defensive matchup and honestly offensively the, the heat have been putting it together jimmy butler's been been really good um and you know they have players like hero off the bench bam and a bio he, he's hit or miss in, in my opinion he has really good games and he has games kind of like eight and where he disappears but um great matchup out of the east and Let's get your thoughts, boys. What do you think? Uh, we'll start with Pinto here.
1: So, as you said, um, alluded to, Mike, these are two teams that can really play some great defense, and uh, I'm expecting some games with some final scores, at least for one team, under 100. The Heat have held, I think it's seven, seven, uh, seven games so far this playoffs, held their opponent uh, under 100 points. They did a, a masterful job on the Sixers in, uh, in games five and six. I think this is a real toss-up. I think there's not much separating these two teams. Um, just like I felt the same way uh, with the Celtics and the Bucks. I, I don't think there's a, a ton. I don't know what, uh, what the betting lines are, but I think this is a really good, even series. I'm taking Miami. I like that they've had a little bit extra rest than the Celtics uh, through the playoffs so far. Um, I I just think they're just a little bit more consistent. The Celtics, like we've said before, they've had some games where they've looked great and then they've had some games where they've looked really, really poor. The Heat really haven't played poorly this postseason. They got beat a couple times, but they really haven't had any sh- big stretches this postseason where they've really played bad basketball. They've got the home court. I don't think it's a short series. I've got the Heat in seven, but I'm not gonna sit here and say if 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 one of you guys thinks the Celtics is gonna win that you guys are crazy because I I really think this is a toss-up of a series I don't think it's a short one either way
2: Max yeah I've got I've got the heat in six I'll make it quick um I I just think offensively the Celtics aren't gonna do what they did against the Bucks, um especially in a in the last couple games I think the Heat do a better job with Tatum um I think they don't let some of these role players like a Grant Williams go off um and I think the Heat I think the Heat do it in six. I think uh home court, I don't think will be a huge deal, but I think obviously the Heat are happy to be the one seed in this situation and have the first two games at home. Um, but yeah, I think I think the Heat win if the Celtics, if Tatum is able to have some big games, I think right. it's a whole different story. But I just don't I think the Heat are gonna keep him in check. Um, of course he's gonna get his you know 20, 25. I just don't think he's gonna have those. 40 point games that are really helping the Celtics. Um, so, so yeah, I'll take the heat in six.
1: They just throw so many bodies at you. The heat. I and know. So ma- and so many, and so many Tucker and, uh, again, about them. and bam and, and Jimmy and Tyler it's heroes. The switch, Long. Switch, they switch. They switch. Yeah. Right. Right. I, I, I have that, that clip of when they picked up Trey young, like Trey. from the baseline, like ingrained yep. in my head. They're so good at it. And yeah. uh, again, like a player like Tatum that plays on the wing a lot, handles the ball a lot. Um, I think, I don't know. For some reason, I think that the Celtics are going to be able to win at least two games at home. Close ones. I think this, I think this is going to be a fun series. I think this is going to be a yeah, really, really, really I don't fun see any series. Looking forward on either to side. It. No, I I think we're in for a, a nice, uh, defensive struggle, but I, I think Miami yeah. has the upper hand just because they are so superior. To, not that the Celtics are bad defensively, a good defensive team in their for own sure, right. Yeah, for sure. But, um, I just think Miami is just gelling at the right time. Spolster's doing a great mm-hmm. job and I think they find a way to get it done and, and, uh, March on to the finals for what would be the second time in three, in three years. years? Yeah. yeah.
0: I, uh, just like Max said, I'll, I'll, make it quick here. Um, I also have the heat in six and my, my biggest, uh, catalyst for that. Um, I think the heat coaching staff is just better than the Celtics. Um, I think, uh, Like we talked about the bucks, their downfall was not making adjustments. I think the heat, even if they like Pinto, like you said, if the Celtics grab a game at home, I think the heat adjusts and I think they come right out Mm -hmm. and, uh, those adjustments give them a win. So heat and six, we'll see what happens. Um, second matchup Warriors Mavs and and Pinto, you touched on it. It's going to be a shootout. There's there's going to be a ton of threes, ton of shots. It's going to be. You know, great competition. The one thing I will say before you guys give me your picks, uh, the Warriors, although it may not always seem like it, I think are a much better defensive matchup against Luca than Phoenix was. Um, like I talked about, CP3 guarding him a lot of the time. The Warriors are bigger. The Warriors are a much bigger team, um, and defensively, you know, I don't think uh, Draymond Green can match up with him for forty minutes, but I think he can take him away. At some important times during the game, uh, hopefully he doesn't get in foul trouble. But sorry, I'll let you guys go ahead. Do you guys think? Do you think I'll ask this
2: maybe to Pinto? Um, do you think they throw a bunch of different guys at Luca? Is that what you have to do, or is there? I think you you know, have to. I think yeah, you have yeah.
1: to. I you know that's not a guy you want to like get. In rhythm, I mean, he'll pull from anywhere when he gets his teammates involved, and then he starts getting in rhythm. He can be real tough to stop. So yeah, I think they they throw some Looney at him, they throw some Green at him. Clay's gonna guard him some. Clay, Clay, Clay not a Clay, bad defender. Clay, Clay's a very I mean, good, a, a, very yeah. good defender, a very good defender. Probably doesn't get enough credit for always guarding the best, the best wing guy right. that Golden State and plays. And still be to do what he does. Very on good offense. defender in his own right. Um, I'm gonna go bold here. I got the Mavericks in seven. And I'll mm. tell you why. I, like I think that even though not winning the series, I think Memphis gave Golden State a better run for their money than it I won't speak for you guys, than at least I thought when Morant went out.
2: Well, we talked about mm-hmm. it last week. They we didn't were, expect them to they win. They were a right game. <laughs> there
1: in game four. They game four was right there for them, blowout in game five, and right there for the taking in game six. I did not expect yep. that from them. And I think that kind of exposed them a little bit. The Mavericks already won a game seven in Phoenix. So if they can not just win, dismantle, they dismantled the Suns on the road in game seven. I feel like that if they've done that once, they could do it again. They already got that out of the way. I think this is going to be a fun back and forth series. I think the Mavericks are going to, even if they go down 2-0, I think they can do it again. They've played great at home in this series. They've got the threes flying from everywhere, and I think Luka has a spectacular Game 7 again, and they sneak by in Game 7 on the road and go to the finals for the first time since they went to the finals. And This is the first time that they're in the conference finals since their magical run to the finals in 2011. I think they get it done in 7.
2: Yeah, I I don't think I'm going to go with the Mavericks. I... I do think it goes seven. I think the Warriors take it at home in game seven. Um, I think Steph Curry not only has like a huge game seven, but he has like a few games where he's like, he puts up some, some huge numbers. Um, I just think he's got to I know they have other guys, but I think in order to beat the Mavs in this series, he's got to maybe him and Luca kind of go at it a little bit and, and both go back and forth with some huge scoring games. Um, other than that i mean i i don't really have a reason for it i wouldn't be surprised anymore now if, right. if the Mavericks win i won't keep picking against them uh, they
1: opened they opened my eyes
2: yeah um so i'm i guess i'm nervous to do it but yeah i, I got to stick with the warriors i um beginning of the playoffs i felt like it was them or the suns going to the finals out of the west and suns are out so i'm going to i'm going to stick with the warriors what do you got Mike, seven
0: a, a th- I, I'm going to go warriors in seven. Um, you got to keep the warriors under a hundred points in order to beat them. And I don't know if you can do that four games out of seven. I just really don't. I mean, like we talked about Memphis, Memphis put up a good fight, but uh, I really don't know good if it was, fight. was it, what was it? Game three, game four. I think the warriors won like 142 to one I was mean, that's three. what they'll do to you. Game three. Yeah. And that's what they'll do to you. It's like, you, you have to keep it. You have to keep them under a hundred. And if you let them get hot, curry gets hot clay gets hot um i mean jordan pool you Poole. never know that guy that guy could go off for 30 yeah. 40 points you never yeah, know you and it's, you can't guard all three of those guys you just can't you really can't and um like i said the the defensive matchup is going to be way different for luca i don't think he i he like he's going to get his kind of like we talked about with tatum i think he's going to score you know he's going to get his 20 25 points a game i don't know if he's going to have the same series that he just had and they just they just went 7 he's 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 going to be tired and um it's going to be up to those other guys to step up so i'm going to go warriors and 7 i just I'm, think
1: i'm really excited for this series i think it's going to be a lot
2: of fun and and also yeah. i think it'll be fun to watch how the warriors maybe frustrate luca and see mm-hmm. how that affects him is what he what they try to do they have a lot a lot of is he complaining
0: to the refs like how how yep. he
2: reacts is going to be huge in this series <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: They have, they have a pretty deep rotation, too, of big guys that they can just throw at him for a couple minutes at a time and just get those switches with uh Kevon Looney or Kevon, whatever his name is, Looney, Jonathan Kaminga, Draymond Green's obviously an absolute menace defensively. You know, and he's, just he, he's, one guys, he's one of those guys. He's one of those guys like he might pull a Lance Stevenson and just blow in Luca's ear. You know what I mean? Just do something silly and just get him going. <laughs> yeah. So. You saw Devin yeah. Booker got under his skin a little bit. You know he was a little bit rattled just with Booker just playing hard and doing little ticky tack things like grabbing the ball out of his hand for an inbounds and stuff. So I agree, Max. That that's a big thing to watch. We'll see. I'm excited. Game one is that I know Heat's Heat's Celtics or... is tomorrow oh, no. Tuesday night. It is okay. Right. Yeah. So the yeah, I'm not sure about Wednesday. Warriors. Wednesday. Warriors Wednesday.
1: is Wednesday night at nine. So they got
2: some time so off. A little bit of time by the time like
0: this that. comes out, boys. We'll see. We'll see how. Uh, We'll see how game one went for both of them. Probably. Yeah. All right. Well, on to our next topic: NHL playoffs. We talking? Um, Kane? There was a there was a pretty, <laughs> pretty decent game yesterday. Uh, I think Pinto, were you were you there? What I was. You want to talk about that?
1: I was. Yeah. Um, of course. <laughs> what a game! Ranges ranges in five. What a game! Um, you know, just for the record, two weeks ago when we were on, which was the day before game one. Mike did say that if it went to seven, he thought the Penguins would take it. And you know what? He was almost right and they were the better team. <laughs> they were the better team. And the Rangers found a way. Um, if you're I'm happy,
0: in- let the record show I'm happy for you. I do not like the Penguins whatsoever. I just I said it because of their experience. and
1: The, the Rangers got outplayed the majority of the series. Igor Shasterkin, their best player and MVP finalist, did not have a great series at all. They got outchanced in in the in the analytics in in every game except game three, which was a game that they lost, and somehow they won. Um, I, being being at present in the arena yesterday was an incredible experience. Uh, tied it late on the Zabanajad goal, Panarin in overtime. Um, I didn't think it was going to take seven. I I I I really didn't, um, and I am. Just relieved that the Rangers found a way to win the series. The third time in eight years, they've come back down from a 3-1 deficit. And you know, here's here's the thing that that I think needs to be said. After the game, and look, I'm not taking anything away from the guy's physical ability. Sidney Crosby was the best player on the ice during the series. I can't stand the guy. He was the best player on the ice during this series. Complaining and crying and whining after the game about the helmet rule that Pedersen's helmet came off right before Mika scored. And you know what? You blew a two-goal lead in game five. You blew a two-goal lead in game six. You're up 2-1 and 3-2 in game seven. And you, the first team ever in NHL history to blow a 3-1 lead while having a lead in games five, six, and seven. Wow. They had their chances, and they could not put the Rangers away. Crying, Sid whining, is going to be like he, so
0: pissed when he listens to this. Crying and whining so like he
1: always does. So an in, in outstanding comeback by the Rangers, one that's had me happy for the last 24 hours. That being said, they will need to play better, or Carolina is going to run them out of this Against series very your quickly. Pick for they're the they're going to have to play a, a, a lot better because Carolina top to bottom is better. They're deeper than Pittsburgh. Um, I didn't think that they, it would take seven for them to beat Boston. It did, but they played a really solid game seven at home, um, and the Rangers are going to, across the board, have to be better, starting with Shosturkin. I, I mean, they, they cannot keep this pace up where he gave up at least – three goals in, in every game that, or I'm I'm sorry, he gave up two goals in game two and at least three goals in every other game. And the Rangers were somehow able to win the series, which I didn't think would be possible. I, I just can't see how they could do that against Carolina. Carolina is just too good. They pressure too much. They're relentless. They're deep. Um, their defense had a great series against Boston. If the Rangers play that way. Like they did against Pittsburgh. I think this is a short series and done quickly. If Shesterkin gets back on track, the Rangers have a shot, but he's going to need to be better than he was in the first series. We all know that. I've got two
2: questions for you, Pinto. Go ahead. Um, I'll let you answer the first one since you're talking about it now, um, with the Rangers hurricane series coming up. So the Canes just lost all their road games in the last series against the Bruins. They obviously won all four at home. Um, do you think that's a huge factor and that kind of gives the Rangers a little bit of advantage? Like, do you think the Canes are going to continue to play badly when they head to head to the garden? Or you think that was just more of a Boston thing and, and they're going to shake that off and hopefully play or not for you, but for the Canes, hopefully play better uh, on the road as well.
1: I think that was just a series thing. Um, I think that. I I mean, the Rangers have been a great come from behind team this entire year, whether it be road or home. Only Florida has more comeback wins than the Rangers this year. So I think if the Canes, you know, get out to a two nothing lead in game one. okay, we came back in that game five. Yeah. And and, and, uh, and game six. On, um, on game six on the road. So, and they, they were down four one in game three, ended up tying the score before they lost. So, um, I, I, I don't think it's as, as big as a deal as it can be made out to be in the playoffs. I think the Rangers are or the Rangers specifically are comfortable on the road. I think the Rangers right now would just be, and again, not to take anything. The Rangers are a good hockey team. I think they would just be thrilled to get out of Carolina with the split. And,
2: And with that being said, um, we kind of talked a little bit about it earlier. You're a little upset about the way the Canes are handling the tickets. Um, I guess they're basically not allowing people outside of what the Carolinas and Virginia is
1: it. I think it's Um, Southern Virginia.
2: Buy tickets for for the the home games. But what I was going to say that I never got to mention to you before when we were talking about it. Uh, there's a lot of people, you know, obviously me being one of them, there's a lot of people down here from that area from New York, New Jersey, a lot of people probably root for the Rangers here. So they're, they're able to buy those tickets. And I, I'm sure there's going to be, like you said, um, there's probably gonna be a ton of blue shirts there. Always uh, when the Rangers are in Tampa,
1: when they play the Panthers, Arizona, Dallas, it's always littered with Ranger fans. Always. It really
2: won't make a difference what they're doing. I mean, obviously, we're not going to have Tom Pinto down here, which is probably great for a lot of the people here. <laughs> but besides that, there'll be plenty of Rangers fans. It's going to be a crazy atmosphere, but um, kind of for both teams, honestly. Right. And and again,
1: yeah. I, I don't want to just pick on the Carolina organization because there are other teams <laughs> that have done this. The Titans did it during the playoffs because they didn't want Cincinnati fans flooding. the The Rams did it during the NFC championship game. Because they didn't want the 49ers to come all the way. I guess up. I
2: really didn't realize this was a thing. Yeah, this yeah. is this is no I'd reflection.
1: This is no reflection on the team itself. Carolina is a great hockey. I picked them to win the Eastern Conference. This this is no reflection on the team itself. A right, reflection right. on the organization. I think it's weak. I think it's. I think soft. it's a little petty. petty. I think it's a little. Pe- you know what, Max? You, you nailed it. Yeah, on. but it's the perfect but, word. It's a little petty.
0: I I think I love it. It's a seven. It's a series, man. You that you got to have every advantage. Every advantage. The Rangers could do that if they wanted to. In in New they York, work. they would never. They don't need to. Well, exactly.
1: But that's my point. You're like indirectly telling the telling the the the, the Hurricanes management is indirectly telling their outstanding hockey team. We are worried about our building being too infested with ranger fans so we have to do this to try Not to because ranger it fans
0: travel well it's because everyone from new york moves down to carolina nobody from carolina moves to new york it's just it's just logistics
1: i think well max max is the is the native north Carolina Carolina he said it himself he <laughs> thinks it's a little petty and not just any team that does it I'm I just think thinking when about Tennessee also it during the playoffs I think it's petty
2: you know I'm obviously rooting for the Canes in this series but I'm thinking about it too from like my teams that I'm really super into Packers um Bucks like I I don't think I'd want to see it obviously no. it is what it is but like I'm not gonna cry about it if I'm the way team or the home team but I just I wouldn't want to see it like let whoever
0: gets tickets get tickets and, now, and I agree the in game, the NFL the really quick sorry I agree. NFL, I agree that's messed up. But in a, in a seven-game game series... Yeah. In a, yeah, exactly. In a series, I love it.
1: Now, I'll I'll say this. I think that Carolina has one of the better home crowds in the NHL. So I'm interested to see how... Like <laughs> doing the storm surge. Um, right. um, um, I'm interested to see the Ranger presence in Game 1. If the Rangers play the Panthers in the conference finals, it'll be... A, Ranger home games in games one and two. No doubt. the, the Rangers no, won't.
0: They won't. <laughs> oh, well, actually, yeah, it will because people in that regional will buy in there. Yeah, New York exactly. Bay, right. Right. Yeah.
1: right. But I think Carolina does have, have have one of the better. I didn't see too many Bruins jerseys. Uh, I, I honestly I said, didn't I said, either, yeah. I saw some. Saw some. But I think the Hurricanes do have a, a good home base, a good fan support. I didn't think that they needed to do this. They felt the the necessary need to. And We'll you know, see what happens. I don't think the quick, Rangers are going to win the series. I think the Hurricanes are going to win it in six.
2: Real quick, I um I've been to a Rangers regular season game, and you know at Carolina, and there was a ton of. I know this is different; it's the playoffs, but there was a ton yeah. of uh, Rangers fans there, so it might be a good mix. Um, so we'll see how that affects the Canes at home. Um, it still should be a crazy crowd no matter what. But um, right. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Canes in seven. I think it's going seven. I just think. The Hurricanes are very good, but I don't think they're like dominant. Where this can't go, this can't be a long series. I think the Canes win at home in Game Seven.
1: Mike,
0: Canes in six.
1: Yeah, that's what I think.
0: That's I I just think think they they just have a little too much.
2: Canes might get Freddie Anderson back in goal, so that could be (laughs) help. I mean, uh, I always pronounce his name wrong, but Rod Ranta Ranta Ranta. former Um,
1: former Ranger great.
2: He he's actually been playing well, so I can't say that Anderson's going to help a ton. But like Anderson was a really good goalie for the Canes this year, so so we'll see if that you know yeah. when he comes back, if he comes back, and how they handle that. But um, yeah, I'm excited for this series. It's going to be fun to watch and talk to Pinto and talk I'm to hoping, other Rangers fans. I'm hoping for um, a
1: split in the first two, and then come back to a, a raucous Game Three. Game you, a Game Three tickets. Are that I'm I'm s you going? I'm I have to sell them. I have to be ready to go to the hospital at at any point oh. now. So I just listed them today. They are on Ticketmaster if anyone wants to buy.
0: <laughs> well, here's, here's one quick point that I'll say. I, I did not expect the Canes-Bruin series to go seven. I Same. expected the Canes to have way more rest going into the next round. Um, and obviously with both teams being pushed to a game seven and all the emotions that um, you know go through with that, it, it could be one of those series where both teams are a little bit gassed by game three, game four, and that could be a huge factor. So I guess we'll see. So has Um, to
1: be better. If he is, if he plays like he did against Pittsburgh, the Rangers will not win this series.
0: Yeah. Should we, should we
2: real quick? Just, I know we got to kind of wrap this one up, but do you guys want to just go and just say who you think is going to win the other three series?
1: Tampa, Colorado, Tampa, Colorado. And Mm -hmm. I will take. Uh, In the Battle of Alberta, I'm going to take Calgary.
2: Cool. So I'm I'm taking Canes versus Panthers um, in the next round. And then Mm -hmm. uh, I'm sticking with the Avalanche, and I
0: think they actually play the Oilers. Wow. I'll tell you what. The the Oilers-King series, like, I forgot it. It was even happening. <laughs> I was in, I was in Ohio. I was in Ohio coaching a soccer, like uh, three games uh, over um, the weekend. And I'm, late. I'm in my hotel room. I'm in my hotel room, just like watching games and whatnot. And I'm flipping through. I like took a shower. I get back. I'm, I'm in my room. And, and the Oilers are playing the Kings at like 10 PM. I'm like, I didn't even realize this This was a series, let alone think a game Kings seven anymore. I thought they were, they were the biggest surprise in the NHL this year. And we have, oh, yeah, that makes we, me yeah. feel
1: better. We have uh, we have the battle of Alberta. So for those of you not familiar with your Canadian provinces, Calgary and, <laughs> and, and, Edmonton are both in the province of Alberta and the first time in the playoffs since 1991. Crazy. Which should oh, be
0: before we really. move on, before we move on from, uh, NHL playoffs. Um, the Buffalo Sabers have still won a playoff series more recently than the Toronto Maple Leafs. That so, is true. I was true. waiting, I was the waiting first, for the Toronto.
1: I watched talk. game. I watched game seven. Man, it's I don't. I don't know. I look at that team. They're stacked. I don't know what else they need to do. They Win? almost
2: made the lost a step segment, but
1: almost,
2: almost. They
0: sh- well, I see they, they haven't lost a step because they haven't done anything to lose a step. But they're
1: they're good. <laughs> They've been good at times in the regular season. Or they're, like, the,
0: they're the Phoenix suns. They're the Phoenix suns of the NHL.
1: Hey, maybe. well, I didn't think they, I went on air last the week. Teaser. I answered, I, yeah, I answered Jessica reefer's question. Did I think that the uh, lightning could repeat? And I think their chances are better now because they got one of the best Eastern conferences teams out of the way out of the way. Yeah. 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 I think they beat Florida.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. Same. I agree. I'm the only one taking Florida. So we'll see. See,
0: I, we don't we'll we'll get to it when we yeah. get to it anyways let's move on <laughs> uh our is wagging his finger at us telling us to hurry up so
1: we're up against it uh yep all
0: right nfl schedule we'll obviously it got released uh initial thoughts what are uh, what games stand out to you what games are we looking forward to the most what games uh are you thinking um major upsets hype too much what do we got
1: I'll keep mine quick. My initial thoughts are the Jets are going to go 0 and 9 in their first 9. <laughs> look at the schedule and tell me I if I did see it looks right. Look at the schedule yeah. and tell me if I'm wrong. So the Jets uh. go 0 and 9 in their first 9 and I love the first game of the season, Buffalo and the Rams. I think yes. that's a lot of fun and I think the Bills will win. That is all.
2: Cool. I I'm going to look at my Packers first. Um I just there's there's a bunch of games on here, but I think it's going to be I I really, really want them to beat Tom Brady and the Bucks. Um, that's week three, just a 425 game, not a prime time. I'm sure it'll be on, you know, Fox or, you know, uh, you know, one of the main games shown at 425. Um, but yeah, just excited for Rodgers and Brady to go at it again. Um and hopefully, you know, beat Brady and the Bucks. Um, I was looking at kind of just the Sunday night schedule, the Monday night schedule. Um, right off the bat. Um, I agree with Tom on that. That's going to be an awesome game. Very excited for that. But I'm looking at Broncos Seahawks on Monday night football. Mm. I know the Seahawks mm-hmm. aren't necessarily looking too good, but I just love stories where a guy's coming back to coming back to where I like he's played for so long. No. There's not really bad blood there. I would say, I don't know no. about him and Pete Carroll. I think they're okay. Um, but I just think it's a cool story. I think the Broncos are going to be expected to win pretty easily in that one, but we'll see. There's still obviously a lot of time until the season starts and maybe the Seahawks
0: uh, surprise here and, Play a little extra hard to, to beat Russell in his debut with the Broncos. I'll go ahead with uh, my Giants. I think we start 3-0, and Titans, Panthers, and I think we beat the Cowboys in our only Whoa. primetime game of the season. I think we start 3-0. and I think the new regime steps in, um, and I think they do a great job. Listen, Titans, Derrick Henry, great football player. He's going to run the ball 47 times. Hopefully, he doesn't <laughs> score 47 touchdowns. I think we'll be okay. We'll have to score maybe... 20 points, which is about five more than our season average last year. But I think we can do it with our uh, new head coach. Um, as far as games, I'm excited for Pinto. I'm going to echo what you said, uh, week one bills Rams. I'm really excited. And I think a storyline that people game. are kind of overlooking, uh, is Von Miller leaves the Rams in free agency. He goes sure. to Buffalo and he's going to have to call, go Mike. against his, his former team. Good call, um, yeah. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, the one Mike, thing that we, I noticed. Sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, go ahead. Ask me. Go ahead.
2: I, no, I was just gonna say, are we?
0: I know you asked me, but are we? Uh, you know, making well, a London trip. Well, you tell me. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess that that'd be a that'd be a, a fun game to uh to bring up as well. Obviously, yeah. Packers. I don't know if I'll. I London i do not
2: expect. I don't see myself ever going to a to an overseas game, NFL. but who knows? I mean, yeah, we'll see. I, I would mean, be yeah, for NFL for NFL.
0: I would be uh I would be upset with myself that the first time I went overseas to England was not to watch a soccer game, but Uh, I thought you were going to say was with me, but thank you for not. No, I would love, I would, (laughs) I would love to make that trip. We we should do it. Um, but the one thing that I found interesting, I don't know if you guys saw this and I'm, I'm going to read this, uh, word for word here. The Steelers will have the fewest miles to travel in the 2022 regular season, and they will never leave the Eastern time zone. Wow. Good for them. They will play. Six playoff teams from last year, including uh, the Bills, Cincinnati, Vegas, New England, Philly, Tampa Bay, and they face two of the playoff teams right off the bat. But they never leave the Eastern Time Zone.
2: It helps when you play the AFC East, I guess, because that, that's four teams, obviously, right there. That yeah, um, yep, right. So who do they play in the NFC? They play the NFC. Who did you say were some of those teams? Uh, the Eagles. Oh, but yeah, but yeah, but that
1: might be the defi- uh, Cause remember they, they have Let the crossover game this year.
2: They have that one game. Yeah. 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 But if... I mean that, that is interesting. I, I like when some of those facts come out about the schedule. That's why I like the schedule release. I know some people hate it or like hate on it. Um, but I think it just gets me excited about football. I love football year round, so I can never get enough yeah. of it. Um, but I like facts like that when they just talk about things that maybe don't matter a ton, but I think the mileage right. thing is something to note. Um, Players, I'm sure, don't mind having less less miles to travel and more time at home. I'm sure, right?
1: Mike, uh, yeah. did I see right? The Giants are playing on Thanksgiving this year. Did I see that right? Yeah, Cowboys. Yeah, the yeah, Cowboys.
0: right? Yeah, yeah, crazy. I don't, I don't, I don't think I've they've played on Thanksgiving since I've been alive. I don't. Know I if haven't ever seen that. Yeah, I don't remember too. them playing on Thanksgiving. Um, Bills, are and at they the play Lions, on New Year's think, Day too. as well.
2: Sorry, I said the Bills are at the lines. I think on Thanksgiving, which yeah. Uh, is interesting. The Bills played last last year on Thanksgiving, they got beat yeah. by the Saints. Um, so, I remember, I remember the, the
1: Giants playing, I think, Denver on Thanksgiving in the last 10 years or so. And play, <laughs> yes, Broncos 29, Giants 6 in 2009. Thursday night on yes. Thanksgiving,
2: okay.
0: yes, yeah. So, I yeah, uh, I the schedule came out, <laughs> the schedule came out, and I looked at Lauren, I'm like, Oh, the Giants play on Thanksgiving, and she looks at me and she goes guess we're not doing Thanksgiving with my family this year. Like, well, <laughs> Hey, you gotta do what they you gotta do, me. right? <laughs> yeah. It's not my fault. They released the schedule. Okay. Blame Eli. He did it. So, uh, anything else? NFL schedule wise NFL season. We haven't really talked I know about there's the NFL a lot going on with the off season
1: playoffs, man. It's tough. I, I know. know. I know there's a lot That's going on, but like talk. I
2: said, I, I get excited for football like all year round. So like, I'm I'm kind of ready for football, especially now with the Bucks mm-hmm. being out. But but I guess we'll watch this Canes Rangers series and and have something to watch for now. And and we got the Yankees <laughs> only in first place, so that's
0: not too bad either. Wake not me up too in bad. August when it's time for best football. team in baseball, <laughs> come on, come on. All right. Uh, so we're gonna change it up a little bit today. All right. Our producer has decided uh-huh. that he wants to step in and he wants to he wants to take part in our. Uh, stories you may have missed. Wow. Psychic. Okay. So he went out. He did his due diligence. Uh, you know, he offered up a couple stories. We scrapped them all. We said they weren't good enough. So we found this one. And uh, Mark, take it away, my man. Hi, everyone. My name is Mark. I'm the
3: producer of Loss of Step. In case if you haven't uh, heard me uh, or not, this is what I sound like, and this is what I look like. Anyway, um, this. <laughs> get it because we're on a podcast and you can't see what no one can like. see you because oh, no man. one can see me isn't that great anyway we could just I have figured... him edit this part out <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah no it's fine anyway for this week's uh stories you may have missed now most stories in sports you know i'll, I'll read the headlines and not read the articles every now and then but you know every once <laughs> in a while we'll, uh, I'll, I'll find a story that you know intersects with you know another area that i kind of you know know like entertainment or business or this or that and this story is is kind of when you look at it from like a business like thing it's it's kind of mind blowing so i'm just going to read a press release from electronic arts ea so this is kind of a video game sports story it's, so in, the it's game. in the game it's
1: nice <laughs> nice game.
3: for those of you that like fifa so, soccer, Tom, are you listening?
1: Yeah, I'm here.
3: Okay, great. So, for all of you people that love to play uh, the FIFA games and all of that, I'm going to read a press release. That was uh, this is a, uh, a a little bit old, but you know what? It's a, it's new to some of you. So, I'm going to read directly it's about from... a week old. It's about a week. Old. About a week. About a week old. All right. To football fans everywhere, after nearly 30 years of creating genre-defining. Genre-defying and interactive football experiences, we will soon begin an exciting new era. Next year, EA Sports FC will become the future of football from EA Sports. Alongside our 300-plus licensed partners across the sport, we're ready to take global football experiences to new heights on behalf of all football fans around the world. So in short, EA Sports is ending their partnership with FIFA, one of the most recognizable soccer brands, brands in general in the world. And I'll I'll read a little bit more uh, from this. The new independent platform will bring fresh opportunity to innovate, create, and evolve. This is much more than just a change of symbol. As EA Sports, we're committed to ensuring EA Sports FC is a symbol of change. EA Sports FC will allow us to realize the future much more, but not before we deliver our most expansive game ever with our current naming rights partner FIFA for one more year so this year uh, the game will be called uh, EA Sports FIFA 2023 that will come out this summer but next year it will be EA Sports uh, FC I already forgot the name EA Sports FC in summer 2023 now all of your favorite players will be there uh, I'm, I'm jumping around uh, a unique licensee profile of more than 19,000 players, 700 teams, 100 plus stadiums and 30 leagues that we've continued to invest for decades will still be there uniquely in EA sports FC. Okay. So a 30 year partnership
0: done. Mike, mm-hmm. I'm going to go to you first. What do you think? Yeah. So, uh, ever since I can really remember playing video games, I've always, I've always played FIFA, um, I'm a big soccer guy. Obviously, I love sports, but my main sport that I play personally, and I coach it as well, is soccer. And FIFA is one of those things. Um, my friends that I grew up with, even, even my friends that didn't play soccer or really enjoy soccer, I, almost everyone I know plays and enjoys FIFA. Probably Pinto's going to have some stupid comment about it. but um,
1: Played it once or twice. Not really my favorite. <laughs> NHL, way better. There well, it is. Whatever.
0: See, yeah, exactly. Uh, but is. but FIFA is one of those things. That it's just like a staple in the sports video game industry. I feel like most people play FIFA. Um, it's a little bit sad. My buddy, my buddy uh, messaged me this article. I think it was last week, and and it's one of those things. It's it's like R.I.P. to an, an era. It, you know the game will most likely be very similar once it's developed and once they figure out what they're doing and obviously like you said everything will like all the teams will still be there all that stuff but i have a feeling i have a strong feeling that and i I have my buddy alex smith we uh you know we'll text every once in a while at night and he'll be like hey a couple games of fifa I'll be like yeah sure i have a very strong feeling that i'm not gonna stop calling it fifa no matter what it's called i'm not gonna i'm not gonna be like hey i just played uh you know what was it? EA Sports FC. FC. EA
1: FC. Yeah. yeah. Like an
0: FC for those of you that don't know, it's FC is Football Club, which is soccer in Europe. Football is soccer. Um, I don't know. It, it's. It, I guess it happens. It is what it is. Uh, but I have I have a feeling it's still going to be a good game. But I'm not going to stop calling it FIFA. So anyway. yeah. Um, reading
3: real, real quick, Max. Uh, this is from IGN. Speaking to the BBC, EA Sports vice president David Jackson explained what wouldn't be. In EA Sports FC, in terms of mm-hmm. things that they'll miss, players will notice only two things, the name and a World Cup piece of content every four years. Outside of that, very little will change about the things that they know and the well current FIFA products. So, Mike, you're right. Not a lot. Not a lot will change. But from what I've yeah. read, um, just kind of going back and forth, it kind of felt like EA has been feeling this for a while now in terms of things that they want it, they want to do with uh soccer emulation games in general. And yep. it, it kind of differs probably from what FIFA probably wants to do. So
0: FIFA, FIFA tends to they're the governing body of like soccer in the world, basically. Mm-hmm. And they tend to just, uh, what's, what's that expression dance to the Beat of their own drum, their or own drum. Yep, yeah. Yep, exactly. They kind of just tend to do whatever they want. So, I, I would imagine that they the the, the relationship soured, and they kind of said, you know, it's our way or the highway. And EA is doing the right thing for mm-hmm. the game, and um, EA Sports just in general has been uh, obviously an absolute powerhouse when it comes to video game sports, video games. So, uh, and when you look at EA in general, when you look at their portfolio,
3: yeah, you, mm-hmm. there's not a lot of things that scream EA that, you know, that it's EA, you know, it's EA sports. It's in the game. When you think of EA, there's not a lot else that pops to mind other than, you know, that other, you know, sport game that comes out once Mm -hmm. a year with, you know, that name Madden, you know, so they have, imagine if Madden just, they ended their partnership with EA, Uh, if if the NFL ended their partnership with EA, yeah, doesn't that really be- have a lot of money making moves to go on. So it's not mm-hmm. just a partnership now. They're really betting on themselves and hoping that people
0: will stick with them because you're right, Mike, people are going to stick with the name. One thing, one thing I'm interested to, to see what happens. Um, and then obviously, you know, we have we have to get to our uh, loss of step segment. But there's a lot of professional athletes in every sport. Mm-hmm. that, you know, they, they go to their, whatever the arena is or rank or f- field or whatever, and they do their training at their facility. And then they go home and they have a ton of time. And a lot of them these days in the last few years have been streaming themselves playing video games. So a lot of guys play COD or Fortnite. Um, there's a lot of professional soccer players that stream themselves playing FIFA. Now I'm wondering if you are technically, you know, let's say a guy playing in Europe uh, in the premier league in England he's playing for a team that is under the governance of FIFA is he going to be allowed to stream himself playing the new game even though there's no mm-hmm. partnership with FIFA to make extra money on Twitch or whatever it is how that's that's something to, to look into
3: sure. Max did you want to jump in
2: no I was just gonna say quick when Mike started talking about like growing up and like always playing FIFA uh, that's something that stuck sticks out to me too it's just like even guys that like didn't play soccer at all, didn't watch soccer at all. They loved playing FIFA. That was like one of the best two on two games we would play. We'd have FIFA tournaments all through high school, college. Um, Mm -hmm. Even now, like, like Mike said, (laughs) playing with a friend. And so um, it's a little weird. Not once we start saying that it's not FIFA anymore. Um, Thanks for the invite for those
1: tournaments in college. This is awkward. Thanks for the invite. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, we were down the hall a little bit. (laughs) <laughs>
2: that's all i really had to say on it i just uh i think like anything it will be it will take a while to get used to calling it something else but eventually obviously we'll probably start calling it other things yeah.
0: fc fc i'm not i'm never gonna call it that um not and i know uh i don't know Pinto. just just going off the, the the tournament invite thing would you would you really have would you really have played FIFA after with he us? said he played once or twice i was yeah. invited sure you would have come down to hang out and been like, This game sucks. Why aren't you guys playing NHL?
1: Why aren't you guys playing 2K? What are do you doing? My dad hates off. this game and I hate it too. I don't know. You <laughs> didn't give me the opportunity. I didn't, wasn't able to prove my worth.
3: I will, uh, I will, I will end with this and then we'll, then, then we'll move on. It will be exciting to see what EA does, what FIFA does. EA still has, you know, Madden. So we're still getting, you know, stuff out of them. But more like to me, what's, what's more exciting is that college athletes they're going to be they're coming out with another college basketball game um ea is investing more in college sports they miss games college basketball and college yeah football so and video they games. have they have more of that opportunity to as as well and we're, we're going to talk about that more when we find out more about you know how those games will you know, come back and whatnot because, you know, um uh, they went away for a while because you know what, athletes uh, you know, weren't getting paid. And, you know, you know what, you appear in a game, you should get paid and all that. And it's all NCAA stuff, but it seems like they're um I I, for, I forgot the forgot the ruling, but there was a ruling that came out uh a while back that, that essentially allowed EA to pursue uh, making games like again. I think NL, it was a court. NIL was a, stuff. I'm guessing. Yeah. The NIL,
0: okay. the, the NCAA technically is allowing collegiate athletes to pursue compensation for their likeness. And was it things. a, was yeah. it
3: a court case that allowed that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There's been, okay.
0: they've been talking about that for years and years, but yeah.
3: Okay. Well, I, I yeah, my point is they, they have that now too. So they, they got multiple things going on. It is a mm-hmm. big loss for FIFA, but hopefully with, bringing back college sports you know it might even it out or even you know bring more people back in so yeah exciting see stuff what we'll,
0: uh, yeah we'll see what happens appreciate the story mark i appreciate you going out great and job, doing your mark. due diligence yeah, and bringing thank, something thank you, in mark great job and all hey right. you know what mark you know what you just did you just expanded our reach of this podcast to oh, gamers man. that's what you just oh, did man. all three or that's four you of just you did. i'm did. proud of you subscribe yep. like
2: post share <laughs> Do it all. So, so do you want me to take but, it away, I guess, with our, our last segment here, our loss of steps? Let's do it. Go for it. Can't let's, do it. So we mentioned them earlier. I think a lot of people would guess who they are. Um, we're going with the team one again this week uh, just because I feel like it's it's only right um, after blowing a two zero 0 lead. Um, the best team in the West, the best team in the NBA, um, the Phoenix Suns uh, just, just getting destroyed uh, in game seven. Um, it ended up being a little closer than I think it even should have been. Just what was the final the end there? It was one twenty three to ninety. It
1: was not that close. <laughs> no. Yeah. So that's the sun, and which is a, which is a really scary part.
2: The Suns went up 2-0 in the series. Um, they they end up obviously losing game seven yesterday. Um, they, I, I just want to tell you guys quick and the listeners. So I haven't seen numbers like this in a while, but looking at their Box score, Jay Crowder, minus thirty-seven. Oh, uh Michael oh, Bridges, minus goodness. forty. Oh Devin ugh. Booker, minus forty-one, and Chris oh. Paul minus thirty-nine. Oh. I don't remember, not that I look at box scores all the time. I don't remember seeing those types of numbers for a starting no. five like that. Aiden was minus twenty-three. He only played the 17 minutes. So that's
0: 17 minutes. Imagine if he played his normal minutes.
2: So just something to think about there. Um for anyone Chris who's Paul, not wanna, familiar
1: with the NBA, that's not
2: good. atrocious,
1: <laughs> not what you um, want in any way, shape, or form. Oh, my! But gosh. I'll let
2: you guys, if you have anything else to add about the Suns, but but they have to be our, our lost a step for, for this week.
1: What can one you say. question? What can you one say? One question, ahead, go ahead,
0: Chris Paul Hall of Famer,
1: yes. <laughs> <laughs> Despite that, yes, he is absolutely. Okay, good. I'm glad, I'm glad absolutely you said that. I was, a hall of I was famer. so ready to
0: argue with you. I was, so oh, wise. I've been ready he's all day. A, he, was, he was a Hall of I'm, Famer
1: before the game. He was yeah, a Hall of okay, Famer good. after the game. Okay. Good. Um, That's a bad I'm, loss and that, that's going to sting, but he's a, he's a Hall of Famer. I'm just making
0: sure. Okay. I so thought you were going to say something stupid.
1: Mike, I am 10 glad 10. you asked
2: that, though, because this is something. I can't speak I, for how other
1: people on this show
2: may Pen- think. Pinto and I talked a little bit about it last week. I don't I don't feel like I, I feel like he's definitely a Hall of Famer, but I think this has to this has to be a factor in just how people talk about Chris Paul when whenever he does retire. If he never does win a championship, we talk about all these other guys and these star players and all these sports about not winning championships or not winning much. He he hasn't won in the playoffs like he should, or with the teams he's had. And I feel like that has to be a part of his conversation, a part of his legacy. Um, I'm not saying he's, I'm not even talking about hall of fame, but just in the conversation about Chris Paul, I feel like you have to talk about all the different series he's been in all the different leads. His teams have blown. Like, doesn't that have to fall back on him a
0: little bit as, as the point guard, as the star player of most of those teams? For sure. I think, I think it definitely does. I think obviously, you know, when you're, when you're the point guard, you're the quarterback of the team and you got to set them up for success. I think, I think his accolades and his, his achievements speak for themselves like on paper, what he's achieved. What is he like a 12 time all-star, sure. you know, sure. yeah, averaging about year. 18 and 10. He's, he's, he's like the only player that ever lead for sure. Yeah. But I agree. Like, obviously the, the winning has a lot to do with it. Um, You know, here's,
1: here's the, here's, someone the, here's I look here. at
0: in the NBA, Charles Barkley, he's in the Hall of Fame. I mean, he's one of those no, guys that Hall
2: of Fame, not even, but like a guy like, his so like legacy Russell you're Westbrook. Talking about? I, I saw this tweet yesterday, uh, later in the day, I guess after those Suns loss. Like, what is a huge difference between like Paul and Westbrook? Like, Westbrook has amazing numbers. He's been on some good teams. He's maybe not mm-hmm. up there with Chris Paul, but like is there a huge difference between those two? And I'll let yes. Pinto maybe yes. talk about that. What makes like those two a huge difference?
1: Because if you leave Russell Westbrook open, there's a chance the shot could go over the backboard.
2: <laughs> right, but he's still putting up these huge numbers. He's been on really good teams. He's helped a Thunder team that maybe for know, for years wasn't I know, that good. He puts he's up brought the numbers, them numbers,
1: but you know. Julius Randle was one of only three players this year to put up 2010 and five. He had a bad year. He had a bad year. Now I I know 2010 and five is 2010 and five, but I'm talking about like career.
2: Randle hasn't done it across. Hasn't done it very long.
1: Of course. But sometimes the numbers can be empty. Yeah, no. And I
2: I agree with that. I guess I'm just asking like, because Paul hasn't done well in the playoffs with some good teams. Mm -hmm. I know he's also taken some teams further than they probably should have gone, like maybe last year's Suns team, all the way to the finals. He was a big part so of So
1: Chris Paul has done some great things in his career with equally <clears throat> horrible postseason losses.
0: Here's two, two things I'm going to say about Chris Paul. When you watch him play basketball, as opposed to a Russell Westbrook or whatever, like Russell Westbrook is one of those guys like... I don't want to say he's just raw talent and explosiveness, but you know, those years where he was going off, like he was just, his bounce is out of the, out of the gym. He's unbelievable. He's athletic. He, you know, he, those triple doubles uh, insane. But when you watch Chris Paul play basketball, he just picks people apart and it's fun to watch. It's like watching a really, really precise quarterback play, play the game.
1: Yeah, exactly. He just does Russell Westbrook. It's all, it's a different style. It's a Chris Paul is all cerebral and he,
0: he gets yes. guys open just by his, just by like, he can, he can create space for other players without right. doing anything that you can actually see him do. It's yeah. just, it's, it's crazy to watch him play the game. Um, it's smooth. It's, it oozes class. Like he just Poetic. is a great basketball player. Now my second point with Chris Paul if the league office did not veto his trade to the Lakers, how many titles does he have?
1: Let's <laughs> forget how crazy that was that they did that. How many
0: titles does he win? Two, I, I think, mean, minimum two. Yeah, but I you mean, can, I know, yeah. but I'm just saying, like, think about how that impacted his legacy. Think about how that screwed him over in his legacy ultimately at the end of the day.
2: Yeah, and I guess also, if I mean, talking about that, like, if if the Harden and Duran, or even just Duran, like, if the Westbrook. Uh, teams with the Thunder maybe stayed together a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Maybe they could have won. I get what you're saying because the Lakers were such a good team and they've won championships after that. But I, I'll leave it at this. Um, I feel like Chris Paul has come up short in some big games and hasn't played well. And that's just not – I'm not saying – I still think he's a one of the top point guards probably to ever play. But in, in these big games, in these playoff games, he hasn't played like a superstar where like a lot of these – top players, they play good for seven, for a full seven game series. They, they don't have these games where they shoot horribly or have a lot of turnovers. Um, yes, it happens once in a while, but it seems like it happens a lot for Chris Paul. And that's just why I wanted to talk about that. I'm not saying he's not a hall of famer Pinto. So you, you take it down a notch, but I'm just saying, (laughs) is he like, that has to be in his conversation. Um, if he never wins a ring, which obviously he's still Windows got a chance next year they're going to be good again but yes window is closing so Windows i just closing. wanted to put that out there
0: we we have any uh free agents that could possibly make a move to phoenix i haven't even looked at i mean i'm sure yet. there's going to be i don't know there has got to be one or two guys i don't know what who they would be able to pay or what they if, do if it depends not on there. yeah yeah
3: Aiton's i mean there, i'm they sure they they're gonna
2: money. yeah i'm sure they're gonna make some moves um but they're a really good team. If they come back next year with a similar team, like they have a great chance at winning it all. So, I yeah. won't say that Chris Paul won't win a championship, um, but So they've lost a step, but they
0: they might them. step back up. But you never know.
2: They yeah, they've been put on notice here on on the Lost Step podcast.
0: <laughs> this is never a good place to be, gentlemen. <laughs> so figure it out. Help the Celtics um, out, which I don't want to talk about. Yeah. All right, boys. Well, as we wrap up here, final thoughts, comments, concerns, anything anybody would like to say.
1: I just want to give a quick shout-out to Brockport Baseball playing this weekend at home. First time ever hosting an NCAA tournament game. They've got Baldwin Wallace. Sure, Baldwin Wallace from Ohio. Ohio. Yeah, a little small school. Uh, That's where I was. If they they win the winner of Wheaton in Massachusetts and JWU out in Providence. So good luck to the Golden Eagles baseball team. Pulling for you. Great stuff, Go
2: birds, baby. My my only thing I want to leave with is I just got MLB the show last week. I'm off to a two and four start. I started a franchise with the Pirates, made some trades. I like their young core. I'm trying to bring the Pirates from the bottom all the way up, but two and four start.
0: So I'll keep you guys updated. Okay. All right. Well, we appreciate as always everyone. Uh, <laughs> you know, sticking it out with us and, and listening. This has been the tenth Pinto, tenth. Episode nice. of the Losses Step Podcast. Double As digits. always, Woo-hoo! Mike Marcone, Max Khan, Tom Pinto, and the heavily involved Mark <laughs> De Stefano. Today, that's right. Well done, we boys. Did we did it. Peace and blessings, everyone. See y'all.